Welcome to the Maggie Williams Podcast, where we discuss hunting, travel, and outdoor adventures. This episode is brought to you by Harry Blackwell Chevrolet in Malden, Missouri, your source for all things automotive, and presented by Kent Cartridge. Quality matters, performance counts. Welcome to the Maggie Williams podcast. (laughs) I've got the Miss America of bass fishing on here with me. (laughs) What better way to launch it if you haven't recognized her by her voice already? I was recently named the Jennifer Aniston of the outdoor world. Only one person said it, but I have never let it go. (laughs) But now we're going to repeat it for the rest of our lives. I'm self-identifying as that. I love it. I love it. As I should. We're live from Tuscaloosa, Alabama tonight, aren't we, Macy? <laughs> we just found ourselves here tonight. I mean, here we are. And you just took this podcast equipment out of the box, took I, the tags off, and here we go. I had to face um, Levi Gerke for assistance, by the way. That Thank you, Gerke. Shout out to Gerke. I had to actually ask him how to even take it out of the box. I had no idea what was going on. We're rolling, though, in the first episode in history with the best guest. The best guest. That's me. (laughs) That is Macy. So do you just want to jump in to how we met? Yeah, yeah. You want to tell it or me? We can can cohesively tell it. I'm trying to remember. Okay, yeah, you kick it off. All right, so I have been DMing Macy for a couple years now, and I've been like, I've known who she was, you know, I thought she was just a cutie fisher girl, and I asked her a couple years ago, I was like, hey, have you ever been turkey hunting? She's like, no. I was like, let me put you on your first turkey. So actually... I was totally full of it. I, I had full intentions of taking your turkey hunting. I just, we never, never happened. You know, the bass bite when turkeys gobble. So mm-hmm, true, true. We were never able to link up. But finally, this January, I, got, I took the initiative. She did. She, and she I took was the first move. On my way to Arkansas, and I let Maggie know that I was going to be there. So she was actually coming back home from wherever in the world she was. And we linked up and we duck hunted with some friends. And I sat in a blind with Macy for a couple of days and we went deer hunting for a few days and it ended up into Macy staying at my cabin for like seven days. I'm like upon the first time we ever met without a way back home. I forgot you didn't have a way back home. <laughs> I put my full trust in you <laughs> with just a few days into meeting you, which looking back, should I have really done that? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but it was great. No, yeah, so I, it all ended with me driving her back to the Memphis airport, and I, I maybe I cried, out and I was like, I love this girl. She's I gonna, know, she's we're friends from the start, friend. and I flew back to Georgia. And then, from then on out, we've been besties ever since. Oh, yeah. So then we had a heck of a turkey season, but I, first of all, I want to ask you what all the people want to know, Macy, how do you get your start bass fishing? Hmm. My grandpa and my dad took me fishing growing up. That's so wholesome. And then, but they didn't take me bass fishing. You know, we fished for at the ponds. We right. fished with live bait for brim and bluegill, catfish even. And I did some catfish jugging growing up, not to be confused with noodling. It's different. It, it is very different. But, um, then I grew up in my high school years. I feel like as soon as I could drive, you know, oh, go yeah. to the pond. Um, man at my church, Mr. Frank had all these ponds that they would let me fish. And at church, I grew up in a Baptist church, and we had this time after, um, like, the intro where the preacher gets up and welcomes, that we would go around and shake everybody's hand. Mm-hmm. So I made my way over to Mr. Frank every Sunday morning, shook his hand, gave him a hug, Aww. just to keep up the fishing privileges. And it worked. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Frank actually passed last year, and he was so special to me, his whole family, so I owe it to Mr. Frank for just being a good landowner and letting me fish his ponds, all of them. There's a ton of them. I mean, some of my best memories are out there. Then I went to college, really got into bass fishing and, you know, all the hunting that I do. I don't know. I just picked up a rod and didn't put one down. I love that. And I've actually never heard, like, the full story of how you got into fishing. So thanks for telling me that. Yeah. I mean, I just knew I loved it. I remember my dad and my grandpa took me to a catfish hole, and the first fish I caught was a catfish. I was probably like seven, Aww. eight, 
but like i felt such a thrill and i think they saw that Mm -hmm. and when we left they said oh my goodness we've created a monster and they're definitely right because i love it i have a very similar start to how i started hunting my dad took me whenever i was 10 but now the difference is macy's heard this story 18 times (laughs) she could probably tell it for me even (laughs) yep but yeah my dad took me when i was 10 and we didn't even kill any ducks that day, but I remember I was just so excited that I could eat chocolate at like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was like, no rules. I've got my dad. I've got my dog. And I sat on a dog stand with her. And so you sat on the dog stand because you were little. Yeah, I, mean, I was short and I was, I, mean, I was a little girl. So it was the water was high and it was cold. And so I just sat on the dog stand and I was just vibing mm-hmm. hanging out with my dad and my dog. So then I was like, OK, I have to come back. And he taught you to call. Oh, yeah, yeah. My dad, Sue, taught me to call. My dad, who taught me how to drive a boat and back up a trailer, like everything. I've All of the, I guess, <laughs> skills needed to pursue yeah. this hobby. My and dad's everyone taught me on everything. social knows how special your dad is to you. Oh, I am my dad's biggest fan. And I've met Mr. Travis, and I think he's the best. Well, he's my best friend. My dad actually thinks you're the best. I think as much as my dad loves me, I think my dad loves you more. (laughs) (laughs) We we went to Skinny J's and we sat down and ate supper one night while Macy was in Arkansas. And the second he heard Macy talking about live scope for some reason, (laughs) I've never heard this man mention live scope in his life. But he sat down and talked to about talked to Macy about it, and he lit up like a Christmas tree. We did. I can. You know, I can relate to anyone's dad because I do a lot of dad things. I fish. Right. I love to grill. What? Um, I, whoa, I, you know, I, take, I, talk, I tell stupid dad jokes. If you look at pictures of me fly fishing, I look like someone's grandpa. I mean, I really do with the clothes that I wear. I mean, I mean, I, I do identify with a lot of grandpas. I listen to grandpa music. <laughs> but now... Take, let's take a back step. You like to grill. <laughs> I, you didn't know that I love to grill? <laughs> no. Well, two years ago, a grill company reached out to me called Rectech. Okay. It's a pellet grill. Really nice. Okay. Their mascot is a bull and, you know, cattle. Yeah. And my grill, actually, instead of handles, mm-hmm. it has horns. What? My grill has horns. Wow. But the cool part is my dad has always grilled with a Rectech. Oh. And they're out of Georgia. Okay. And I got to tell him one day, guess who reached out to me today? Wants me to use their grill, sponsor me. I gotta tell them that too. How sweet. Like, yeah. Speaking of being from Georgia, you have <clears throat> lots of peach accessories, correct? Yes. Like I'm a peachy peach. son of a gun. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just gonna tell you now, <laughs> I have received more flack in the last month of my life over my rice license plate. <laughs> and I'm like, rice to Arkansas is peaches to, to Georgia. Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been saying. And I don't ever- know why anyone would give you flack for People ask for if I go supporting ads. They ask if I go to, to is it Rice University or Rice <laughs> College? I, the fact that I don't even know what it's called says a lot about me. But everyone's like, oh man, are you Rice alumni? And I'm like, bro, I'm not even Arkansas State alumni yet. So there's that. No one thinks it's actually I for... I think we should just take this moment to tell the audience that Macy Watkins and Maggie Williams are two women that support agriculture. We Hey, I'm a huge ag girl. Were you <laughs> in FFA? We didn't have FFA. Are you kidding me? From family farms and... All so that. the FFA was a huge part of my high school experience. Mm-hmm. I've had, seen the pictures. Oh, I had the best <laughs> ag teacher in the world. Mr. Casey Simpson probably influenced me more than any other high school teacher I ever had. I mean, he taught me how to weld. I helped him weld a duck blind my senior year of high school, and that was really cool. But I'll never forget. He would tell us the craziest stories. I know you have some stories from FFA. I've definitely heard some of them. I'm trying to remember. So, I know you like brought something to school and what was it? I cannot leave you know what I brought. I brought a bass in a bucket. <laughs> yeah, I remember the bucket, but I couldn't remember what you brought in the bucket. So our, you caught a bass in my pond and my you brought yard. it to school for show and tell. <laughs> Let me elaborate. So we had it's like a parliamentary procedure team that my sister was on. I actually was not on that team that year, but I ended up doing parley. My team lost. My sister's team won. But they were like the state parliamentary procedure champions. So like when I tell you they went and got state rings, like the football team, <laughs> like it was a huge deal. But we come back after winning the parley championship and it's our Christmas party that night. But on the school bus on our way back from parley and I'm like, 
Mr. Simpson, the Mohawks won. Pick it FFA's on top. We need a class pet to celebrate. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we need a fish. And he's like, Maggie Williams, I'm not going to go buy a fish. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'll supply the fish. Yeah, say no more. And he's like, if you bring a fish to school, sure. And he thought I was going to go to Petco, you know, and get like a little beta fish. And I show up with a orange five-gallon Home Depot <laughs> bucket that has a small bass inside. I've seen the picture. And I had like a Santa hat on in the picture, <laughs> feeling festive for our Christmas party. So yeah, but when you wore glasses, and I don't think I was wearing glasses. I think you were. Was I? I mean, I, I still wear glasses occasionally. I can see the picture in my head right now. It's pretty goofy looking. I probably looked great, right? <laughs> <laughs> with, with my bow. I was so excited just to have that fish at school. And he, I'm so I'm telling you, like he lived. I think he lived in our classroom for like a week before I came to ag class one day and he was gone. I'm like, what happened? And he's like, I left the room, Maggie. I'm so sorry. But they went and put the fish in a swimming pool outside the school. A swimming pool? Isn't that terrible? Oh, no. You have to understand like kids I went to school with. <laughs> I went to school with two kids named Tater and one named Skywalker. You know what I mean? And they were in a gang called the Redneck Mafia. <laughs> And to get initiated, you had to swallow an entire can of dip. And there were the only three <laughs> oh members God. of this mafia. And these were all also kids in the FFA. So it was no shock that the fish did not last long. <laughs> what an upbringing. I guess people probably think I grew up like that, but I went to a pretty strict, prestigious military school. That's unreal. And I still turned out like this. that. That really shocks me. Like, yeah. When you told me you went to military school, I honestly... Seven years. Excuse me? Did you wear a skirt to school? No, it was military uniforms, so pants and like the dress gray pants with the black stripe down the side and a white shirt with pins on them. So and then we wore BDUs, which is like camo, like what soldiers wear. <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? And then on Fridays, we had red and black, which was a red polo and black pants. And you had to go to formation in the morning and get inspected. Except I was a platoon leader, so I, I was the one who inspected everybody oh. and told them if they looked jank or not. Okay. So, did y'all have like a rifle team and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, were you on it? No, I just played softball. That school was a very good place to be a female athlete. Really? Mm-hmm. And receive a really good education. So, my education. Yeah, I mean, my parents just cared about me, so they sent me to a nice school. My education subpar. My experience, <laughs> 10 out of 10. Yes. You gotta have that street knowledge. And you got it. I don't really have that street knowledge. I have like that woods knowledge. I mean, knowledge. you did run over a traffic cone the other day. <laughs> that is proof I don't have that street knowledge, actually. Yeah. I didn't know they'd squish so easily. Not gonna lie. I kind of want to run over one now. Your tuck coming would handle it fine. <laughs> I was actually leaving. The, it wasn't intentional at all. I was leaving the eye doctor. and I just turned my wheels all the way to the right. And I can't see one on my right side of my truck. No. Then I hear like a loud... <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it was a traffic cone? Dude, I get out and the cone is just wrecked, okay? I mean, it is just a little tuna can squish. Dang. Rip. Rip. <laughs> I hope no one saw that. For real. So, this was asked a lot, so I almost, I want to answer it separately than the Q, Q&A. It's kind of explore this topic a little bit. Navigating male-dominated worlds as young women. Let's talk about it. Yeah, it's a, that's a can of worms there. But you're a fisherman, girl. You're wormy. Yeah, no pun intended. It's nope. a can of worms. Yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure fishing was very similar, but also at the same time, very different. But I, so my dad grew up hunting on the WMA that I primarily hunt on since the 70s. Mm-hmm. And he tells me he can remember the first time he saw a girl hunting on the WMA, and it was me. And that was in 2010. Mm-hmm. And he, wow, <laughs> yeah, he he brought the first girl that he's ever seen in his life, and he's hunted every day of season for years. At first, it was like kind of a normality. Whenever I was really young, it was like, oh, it's just Maggie and a bunch of her dad's friends, and it, it was never out of the ordinary. I never thought anything different being the girl, and it really did not even become a topic until I was like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Men would start having something to say about it. Yeah, and I've heard your stories, and they're kind of horrid. I really didn't even start going hunting without my dad present until I was like 16, so I could drive. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a few times here and there that I did go younger. I think I was probably 15, and I was with a group of boys from North Arkansas as well. They weren't from my high school, but there were boys I knew from WMA. And it was really cold, and I was not near as, I, I was just not near as, I guess, 
adapted to the cold as I am now. You know, I wouldn't do this now, but I mean, I was 14, 15. Yeah. I like wore like ski mask the whole, it wasn't a black, it was a camo ski mask. I, I would do that today. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I showed up with a mask on and like I had my hair in a little braid. And so I look like a little boy <laughs> covered up. Like, you just didn't know. Well, we're all sitting around talking. And it's not even daylight yet. You can't even see me. And I'm like, I'm not even saying much at all. I'm, I'm actually just keeping myself being really quiet. We shoot some ducks. And someone looks over and he's like, who the blank brought the girl? Yeah. How'd that make you feel? I didn't know it was a problem. And I, I don't It was just, it was unusual. Yeah, it was pretty messed up. Like, who are they to tell you you can't hunt? Yeah. It wasn't like we interrupted their hunt, like a big group of guys, and they happened to show up to hunt with a group of guys I knew. Mm-hmm. But they were like, oh, it's Maggie. Don't worry about it. She hunts. And they're like, we didn't really sign up to hunt with a girl. Well, you did today, buddy. It, I'm not, you know, I wasn't affecting the quality of the hunt. But I think I realized then that as a girl, if I wanted to continue to hunt at, at the rate that I hunted, I had to... You know, raise that standard of what was expected mm-hmm. of me like i had to be on my a game could not ever be the one that messed up the hunt i couldn't ever be the one that shot first i could never be the one that whose call pitched and scared all the ducks like i had to really really be on my best behavior all the time because all eyes were on me anyway mm-hmm. as a girl so Heck yeah let's hear about bass fishing as a young woman mm, yeah i mean it can be tough as long as you keep your clothes on and, you know, <laughs> it's true. You laugh, but it's true. As long as in, in my world over in fishing, which I do a lot of hunting too, but in fishing, if you keep your clothes on, you're about what you say you're about. You don't pose as something that you're not. Right. And you come off as legit and skilled and doing it for the right reasons, then you're usually in the clear. In the clear. Say. Have yeah, you, but I've still had my bouts with, with people. Um, you know, not a lot of people know. I don't think I've ever told this story, but early in my career, my social was kind of growing and I wanted to work with this ride company and I approached them and they actually laughed at me. So, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. And then I, tell I, went on, it is later. I went on to work a year later to work with one of the biggest ride companies in fishing after that. So. As you should. So, yeah. Um, whatever, but tell me like macy you're too outdoorsy sometimes you just need to learn to just be with the girls and just do that stuff and you know that did nothing but light my fire i i had a guy tell me once i was he said you ain't no turkey hunter and if i hadn't killed more we were the exact same number like he, he knew nothing more than i'd seen a lot of turkeys die i'd been a part of a lot of good turkey hunts and so, he said you weren't a turkey hunter. He's like, you ain't no turkey hunter. Like, so you dang sure a turkey killer. Well, because <laughs> his dad asked me a question, like, well, I thought we need to do with the hunt. And it was completely different than what he said. Don't Yeah. Well, he like snapped at me. He's like, you ain't no turkey hunter. <clears throat> and after that, I was like, I'm going to get my grand slam next year. You watch. And then mm-hmm. I did it twice. Heck yeah. But it, yeah, whenever men tell me you can't do this, I'm like, actually. Do it w- twice w- and take pictures. Watch me do it. I had a guy tell me, like, girls don't belong in the duck woods. And so I was like, actually, I'm going to hunt all 60 days of season this year, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. And I only made it to 56. So that's tragic. Daggum. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> I only made it to 56 days, but yeah. this year we're doing 60. Heck yeah. We, as in me and you. We, as in me and you. Yeah, you have a bed at my camp. Heck yeah. More podcasts in the future, too. Oh, the podcast studio is going up at mm-hmm. camp. You'll have to have one with Bobby Joe, because you met Bobby Joe mm-hmm. last year. That'd be sick. That'd be so sick. He thought you were just the sweetest thing. I'd love to hear his story. I We gotta get his stories on here. They need to be documented. They they do. They have to be documented. What else do we have on the agenda? So, I asked on my Instagram for a little Q&A session. <laughs> and so, some of these are out of pocket, but we're going to answer... It's okay. It's probably what the people want to hear. It is what the people want to hear. It is. It is. Gilly suit, yeah or nay? I'm a leafy woman. Mm, I'm a leafy. I would only wear a ghillie suit if someone <laughs> asked suit. me to photograph Maggie's engagement and I had to hide in a bush or something. I would probably like put well, one on. If I have an engagement, it's going to be when I'm 30 years old, first of all, for the record. The uh, only way I'd wear one. Well, I'm a leafy jacket girl, turkey hunting. I want the I jacket. I guess a leafy can work, too. I like the ghillie jacket. 
Let's move on. What's that next question? <laughs> What's your favorite bait? Favorite bait? Mm, a fluke. A fluke. A plastic fluke. What yeah. color? Uh, disco violet. Blue pearl hologram. You say disco violet? Disco violet. It's clear with little specks of purple in it. It's good in my area. It, it kind of imitates a blue herring, which is what the fish feed on. Fabulous. And just the way they move and glide, it's pretty graceful. Okay. You get, you know, you can like burn it, pause, burn it, pause to like go after schoolers. Okay. And they'll just gobble it up. It's pretty good. Did I see you demonstrate that? I did. Okay. Amazing. I'm going to answer this even though I'm not a fisherman and you're going to laugh at my answer because you know my, (laughs) actually you would answer for me. Maggie's favorite bait is a Cinco Wacky Rig. And green pumpkin, right? I, I love the green pumpkin wacky worms. Mm-hmm. I, I caught my PR on a wacky worm. And it's only because I FaceTime Macy the night before I went to Bass Pro and I said, please tell me everything I need. So now I'm a green pumpkin wacky worm enthusiast. I mean, you can skip them things on their docks. You can, you can let them sink and drag them around. I mean, you can do anything with a wacky worm. And with a Cinco, you can rig it a million different ways and catch fish. So Amazing. it's all you need in life. It was very beginner friendly. <laughs> so I love this question. And I, I think you will too. Your ultimate bucket list. Like one person you wish you could take hunting or fishing. Oh, geez. Up, up until like a year ago, it was you. No, shut up. <laughs> You're lying. Hmm. It's hard because I fished with Bill Dance and that would be someone I would say too. I don't know if, do you have yours? Yeah. I mean, I would love, I would love to go turkey hunting with Hank Williams Jr., but I'd love to go duck hunting with Jeff Gordon. Why duck hunting with Jeff Gordon? Well, I don't know if Jeff Gordon's just a big outdoorsman, but <laughs> duck hunting is a social sport. You can still actively participate and have fun like mm-hmm. duck hunting, even if you're not a huge outdoorsman. Okay. If you're with a group of duck hunters. Turkey hunting, you kind of got to be a killer to even enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And Hank Williams Jr. does be killing turkeys, you know what I mean? Heck yeah. He'll be posting pics up with his turkeys. I mean, I, I mean this man's got to be 75 plus. Mm-hmm. I think that'd just be cool. I went into Bill Dance's office last week when I fished with him, and he had a picture of him and Hank Jr. on the wall with a big string of crappy. That, oh. pig, that picture should go in the history books. I think that should be in the history books, but the fact that you call them crappy is just more than <laughs> I can up. stand. <laughs> if you're from Arkansas, you call them crappie. Oh, and okay. if you're a weirdo, you call them white perch. <laughs> That's what my grandpa calls them. Well, okay. He I, loves you. Oh, well, Papa Watkins. King. That's my mama's uh, daddy. Uh, Every time I go over there, like no matter where I come from uh-huh. um, on my trips, and I go back home... He'll say, were you, were you with Maggie? Ariel's <laughs> say, you got any pictures of you and Maggie? That is so he cute. printed one for I, his house. Are you kidding of me? Me, me and you and our Osceola's. Can I send him a letter? Yes. I would love to. <laughs> and don't tell him I said that about White Perch. He gets the pass. <laughs> he can call them White Perch all he wants to. Yeah. But only him. If you're not Papa King, <laughs> it's a crappie. <laughs> for the record. I had this question on the Q&A. Advice to women looking to get involved in hunting, but have little to no experience. Mm. Yeah, you got to find a group or a mentor. I'm a mentor girl. Mm -hmm. I think a mentor is all you need. Yeah. Yeah, I got involved with some outdoor organizations where I just met friends. Really? Older, you know, my age or older people that were more than willing to let me tag along. I would say like my biggest mentors, obviously, I mean, my dad and his friends were Mm -hmm. great mentors to me, but... There were some women that were quite a bit older than me. It took me a lot. But honestly, there was a group of boys my age that invested in me a ton. Mm -hmm. There were some boys from Paragould and some boys from Walnut Ridge. And like when I was actually just first like actively hunting a lot with people that weren't my dad and his friends, it was probably those two group of boys and a group of women. Yeah. They they took me a ton and taught me a lot. And you can't be afraid to put yourself out there. You can't be. No, no. And you can't be saying no to opportunities. That's one thing I've learned. I tried to say yes to every opportunity. And people don't realize you just got to put yourself out there. Like I started fly fishing as an adult, which I know this question was about hunting, but same same, um, principle. I just started hanging out in a fly shop. I didn't know anybody in there. I went in there. I was like, hey, y'all, will you help me like pick out some flies? And Mm -hmm. 
and stuff that'll work in this area and they're more than willing to help me they're nice guys in north georgia and then i go to the other fly shop across town and i ended up making like all these friends mm-hmm. who put me on some great fishing access on the Sequi. um my friend jacob um big t's fly shop i just have to shout them out they took me fishing mm-hmm. um and they taught me to tie flies, and which amazing. is one of my favorite things to do. So you just got to make friends. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I Plus, agree YouTube that. is a great resource out there if you're trying to learn stuff. I mean, we've YouTube never lived in resource. a better time to just get free tips and knowledge. Absolutely. I think those are the keys to success for that question. Whenever I was 16, my dad won the mayor election of Pigot at that age. And so all my life, he'd never had a career that overlapped into duck season. Mm-hmm. Until then. So then I was like, well, if my dad cannot take me all the time, I want to still hunt. Mm-hmm. And he's in, going in the office. And so I started making a point to go with people that I didn't even know. I want to learn from people. And you, but know, not, you also have to be careful. You about. Do, everyone actually is making jokes that Maggie's not going to live to be 21. <laughs> and because, here you are. And here I am, 21. I survive. <laughs> I, you know, Reba McIntyre said, I'm a survivor. <laughs> but. I wanted to learn something different from everyone I went to. Figure out like something I could do to make myself a, a more yeah. valuable duck hunter. Oh heck yeah! And I've always heard it in fishing terms like you're you're a combination of everyone you've ever fished with before, you know, and hunted with. I love that. That's a and whether they're giving you good or or bad advice, you know. And, and when so I think true. about it, I fished with some great fishermen. I fished with some people on Bassmaster Elite MLF. I've w- fished with some very you know knowledgeable talented charter captains who do it every day of their lives i fished with bill dance twice at this point and some of the stuff he showed me it's like like amazing the tips he showed me stuff that ain't out there that he's like showed me so it's just cool to look look at that and say like i'm like a culmination of all that i feel like bill dance is like encyclopedia of just fishing knowledge yeah he sure is. My, whenever my dad heard that you went fishing with him again, my dad was like, I learned how to tie a knot as a kid from Bill Dance on TV. Heck yeah. A spiritual experience. And mm-hmm. my dad learned that from him a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And now here you are fishing with him. Oh, heck yeah. Isn't that cool? So this is a non-hunting and fishing <laughs> related question. Red flags and green flags while mm. dating. You got one ready? I mean... Red flags. He don't love his mama. Yeah, the way he treats his mom. You need to look out for that. You do need to look out for you that. Observe. Uh, honestly, green flag woodsmanship. Mm-hmm. Just turkey hunters in general are green flag. <laughs> green flags. It's a patience game. Yeah. So if a man is like patient enough to invest in a turkey for days at a time, mm-hmm. he can invest in me for days at a time. Oh heck yeah! You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They know, how, they know how to talk sweet to you. If mm. they can't run a boat, that's just a red flag for me. <laughs> also, if you tell me that you're in love with me on the first date, uh, that's a red flag. Can you blame them? Oh, red flag is they drive a Dodge. My daddy has never let me drive or date a guy that drives a Dodge. He told me, absolutely not. They're just a different breed. They do are, not do it. That's like the cowboy type. And I've never even ventured into that genre of men. I tested it one time and mm, not, not fan. good. No good. No good. I believe you. I'll take your word for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. No, no man in his right mind would drive a Dodge. I, I agree with that. I, I prefer like Chevrolet men, typically. I'm a big Chevrolet girl. Yeah. I think a green flag is being a hunter, but all hunters aren't green flags. I know a lot of people on the hunting side and on the fishing side. I see more red flags on the fishing side. Some are a little orange. You you told me that that public land duck hunters were the most toxic people you've ever been around in your life. Maybe it was just waterfowlers in general. Yeah, I still stand by that. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Explain it in my love life. I I, mean, yeah. I I, I only date duck hunters, yeah. (laughs) It is what it is. What's it, what's it, what's it, it is what it is. It is. I say it is what it is a lot for somebody who has no clue what it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll let it slide this one time, okay? <laughs> you got any more red or green flags? I'm trying to think of a really good green flag. Love Jesus. I mean. I mean yeah, it's a requirement. 
I mean, I do not need to be reminding you to read your Bible. I'm sorry. Like, That's true. I do not need to beg you to say the blessing at dinner. Zach Bride <laughs> said it was my mistake. Never said a thing about Jesus. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know that song, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, might not be for everybody that listens to this, to this podcast, but for me and you, Jesus, we know we got to have that God-fearing men. So that's my answer. I, I grew up COC, and I went through a phase where I thought, if I find a man that duck hunts and is also COC, he's my soulmate. Okay, <laughs> not true. That's funny. So let's hear, uh, and this is another dating-related question before we actually put that aside. Any horror stories? Well, From dating? First, can I, can I out you for a second and just say that Macy's been on a date with a game warden? <laughs> I couldn't even tell, like, 75% of my <laughs> stories. He, when I would go to say something, he'd put his fingers in his ears and go, la, 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 la. <laughs> nice guy, though. I don't want him checking my license at the boat ramp, being like, <laughs> but he was nice. But I, lo- I love game wardens. Like, I've got to meet a lot. A lot of game wardens followed me because I made a viral video back in the day, a few years ago, um, about game wardens, how one stopped me when I was trout fishing and I didn't even have to introduce myself. He already knew who I was. Yeah. Because I had been on a date with that game warden. Oh, <laughs> so he'd heard about you. He, yeah, yes. I mean, I, I do love game wardens i have no beef with any game wardens i've never been in trouble we're legal legal yeah i've never been in trouble with the law i'm not an outlaw by any means but they still make me nervous they you know do make me nervous they're nice they're rule followers game wardens are nice whenever i'm in trouble i've literally had to call the agfc my boat motor quit working i need a tow and they came to save the day so i've met some super kind game wardens on the water this is a pro tip and i've i learned this from someone else that i've been hunting with before Anytime I ever meet a game warden, I get checked by one or anything like that, I ask for his card. Mm-hmm. That's just yep. if you ever get in trouble out on the water that day, boom, you got his number. I agree. I actually moved into my cabin and my neighbor was a wildlife tech with the DNR. Really? And I have his card. I have his number. I mean, he's like family to me. So he's my first call. Do you have any horror stories? And my, that wasn't a horror story, no, man, by the no, way. No, you no, just I, outed me. I, I just wanted to out you for going on a date with a game warden. Well, since I'm already talking, I'll go into my other horror story. I'd love to. Um, this guy took me on a date to Chili's, which I love Chili's. How can it go wrong? I know that's what you're thinking. Yeah, but it did. <laughs> he said he was so cheap that he made me drive. Oh. Like, he did not want to drive. He's like, how about you drive and I'll get dinner? Are you kidding? No. I hate a cheapskate. No, I can't. I can't deal with it. I don't know why I said yes, but I went. Right. Maybe I didn't have anything to do that night. I just, nice. I just wanted a molten lava cake. You're a nice girl. <laughs> You're a nice girl, Macy. I was young. But anyways, we got there and the waitress comes up and he starts flirting with her. <laughs> oh my God. Like hard. And you know why? Because he wanted some chips and salsa, but he wanted it for free. So he's like flirting with her and he says, Hey, darling, how about some chips and salsa, but, like, don't put it on the bill. What did you <laughs> straight up asked her to not pay for? What did she say? And it worked. You're joking. I'm not joking. What did you say? I would have left because I drove, you know, like, I'm out, dog. I just couldn't believe it. Anyways, not no second date. That so, was awful. So I used to do this thing where every guy I made take me out on a date. I was going to make you tell this story. I made every single guy take me to the same restaurant. I love Omar's in Jonesboro. I, I did let a couple take me to 501. But I'll make a man drive to Jonesboro, take me, and buy me a steak, medium rare, and a baked potato butter only. And that way, I can equally judge all of them the same. It's the meal that affected my experience. It was the man. Controlled variables. It's science. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't it's do that. It's science. Yeah, it is science. I quit doing that, but and we worked for it. Actually, didn't work at all. I mean, I, it was a terrible judge. It's a good strategy though, because you can't like Jeff because took Jeff. you bowling over right. Carl that took you to a museum. You know, yeah. they all took you to what's it called? Omar. Omar to get a, to to get get a, a steak and a baked potato. It was worth it every time. I mean, if I had a terrible time, I got a free steak from Omar's. You know, that's great. I'll take you to Omar's. Will you? Mm-hmm. Duck season. All right. But yeah, no. <laughs> like straight up horror stories. I believe one of the first dates I ever went on. And it was a boy from a couple towns over. <laughs> and he takes me out on this day. We go to the movies. We had a great time. And he's on the way back to my house. And like, but we were like going to go get ice cream at Sonic and pig it. 
and I'm not kidding, he throws trash out the window. And I'm not a litter bug. And I take that personally. <laughs> I'm from Arkansas. I can't take care of my lamb, bro. And so mm-hmm. I, I was like, take me home. Or go get that. I can't go get that. As I was a mile down the road. And I was like, all right, take me home. <laughs> and we never went on another date again. He took you home. I told him to. And I was like, man, my community. Just think of what he does to his house. So that's, that's as far as the horror stories I can go into. <laughs> but here's a, a really good topic. Being internet personalities, you sacrifice your privacy by putting yourselves out there. Have you ever had fans go too far? That's yes for both of us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you like to go for, or would you like me to go first? You can go first. Oh, goodness. I don't know how deep I'm going to go into this. Not too deep. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. <laughs> I had a stalker. A really bad one. A, an actual, a legitimate stalker. And he was angry. It started in 2021. I, he started DMing me. I never see any DMs. Even in 2021, I received a very large number of DMs. But I would see his name pop up. If I ever refreshed it, I could tell that this was a man that was frequently messaging me. And I never even opened them. And one day I just clicked on it. And it was very sweet, just but pushy. I'm in love with you, blah, blah, blah. Well, I never opened him. Never even acknowledged it. I didn't block him, but I just let him let him lie. I wanted him to think he'd never reached me. Mm-hmm. It's best. And I kind of forgot about it. And I started posting that I had a boyfriend at that time because I did. And so he kind of died down. And then I had a, I publicly became single again um, in January of 2023. And that just lit a fire under his butt. And he lost his mind. He's like, it's my time to shine. Him and uh, several others actually <laughs> were like, it's my turn. <laughs> it went from being lovey-dovey to angry that I was not reciprocating this. Even though mm-hmm. I'd been, we've had no correspondence. And it became into a really fueled anger. And I still just never replied to them, never opened them. And then I get a message on Instagram from someone that was distantly related to him. And the fact that I even saw it is crazy. But it like popped up and it was from a weird looking account. And I opened it. And she was like, I want you to know I'm so-and-so's distant relative. I'm their Facebook friend. And I, he's posting about you on Facebook. And I think you're in danger. Mm-hmm. Well, I get on Facebook and I, I, I FaceTime several of my best friends that kind of I trusted I'd been turkey hunting with and I tell them what's going on and we all go to his Facebook and he has multiple Facebook accounts. And this man has posted accusing me of serious national disasters in history. Blamed it on you. And, and blaming them on me. Shootings. I mean, I read that his post and I was like, what in the world? Like, I, I felt like you were really in danger. And you went off the grid. You were turkey hunting, but like you did not post. I posted everything a week or two after I left that state. Like, nothing was live because I was scared. I mean, yeah. and you, he posted, you had people with you. and Well, you know. I did and I didn't. A lot, I, I was in Kansas, but I went to some public by myself just trying to fill that tag. And because mm-hmm. my friends were at work and I was just across the country. I was like, well, I'm not going to be up here and not hunt. I'm leaving the woods and getting my truck and I look on his Facebook. I've been watching him at this point Mm because he kept posting about me every day. And he posted my parents' address and said, like, go ransack this house. I remember that. And that was legit your parents' house. And it was actually their their real address. And then I go on my email and he sent me a million emails. And then he sent me an invitation to a movie. Like, he bought us movie tickets. And it like forwarded it to my email. And I, he was saying horrible stuff about you. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Like, he was saying terrible things about me. Then he'd invite me to a movie, and they found out that he was in Arkansas looking for you. We, we and you were with me. I was with you at the time, and then it, it comes out that this man has traveled from away across the country out west to Jonesboro, mm-hmm. and then I posted I was in Tennessee, which I was in none of the places that he thought I was. But he also went to Tennessee looking for me. Mm-hmm. And it was a bad and deal. And I had just randomly invited you to the Bassmaster Classic because I needed someone to do my makeup for an event. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And, and literally yeah. right after Bassmasters and I flew, I guess I flew to Texas then. Mm-hmm. Whenever he finally reached Tennessee, whenever he thought I was there, I was already on a plane to Texas. So he had, mm-hmm. he had no idea. But yeah, it was a scary deal. I, he's finally like institutionalized now, but. It was bad. It was bad. Some of the worst I've seen. It, yeah, it was terrifying. Hopefully he's doing well and he's like chilling, drinking a 7-Up or something like that. <laughs> I, I hope wherever he is, he has forgot I existed. <laughs> I've actually, I've never publicly talked about that yeah. until now. Well, it's good that people know. Hard launch. 
I was hard, stalked. Hard launch my stalker. <laughs> hard launch well, my stalker. I've had people send me flowers and love letters to my job back when I worked a corporate job in an office. And like letters would come in. My boss would think it was business, but no, it was just someone professing their love for me. And it just caused me some really embarrassing conversations with my boss. It was harmless because you can look up businesses online and tell exactly where they are and send stuff if you want. Did they don't go- work there anymore. But I have had people send stuff to my house that just random people who do not know or are not supposed to know my address. What do you send you? Flowers. Hmm. And then kind of harassed me with emails saying, hey, did you get flowers? Hey, did you get flowers? Hey, anything wrapped today? I hate that. (laughs) I hate that. So I didn't even respond knowing, letting him know that I received the flowers he so the i line. had the cops on my porch later that day we all sat on my porch and he said you need to contact him and you know draw a line say do not contact me again right that way if he contacts me again they can prosecute right but that faded away i don't have any stories as worse as yours yeah it, but the fact i'm so happy he responded in a appropriate manner and just quit just yeah i mean he didn't respond he just he didn't respond. That's that's amazing. That's yeah. the best case scenario. All right, the last question is, can we f- read a few funny DMs? Because we've done a segment <laughs> on TikTok over DMs. Of course. Do you have any more from Young Gravy? No. No more. I've not spoken to my friend Young Gravy. <laughs> but on our last video, I read a DM that Young Gravy sent me. And he said, he said, hey, baby, what's cracking? <laughs> that's slick. I think I'm going to use that. <laughs> I think I'm going to slide into your DMs. Cause it, right. it worked for Young Gravy. It worked for me, right? It was so funny. I was just so surprised. I was like, what? <laughs> the fact that Young Gravy knows who you are is so funny yeah, to me. he watches my videos. You yeah. know who else watches my videos that I found out? Because who? his team emailed me saying that he loves my videos. Jake Owen. The country he, music singer. Yeah, he has that song in a waffle, about Beach, a waffle house. Beaching. He's a Macy fan. As we all are. <laughs> that is cute. Yeah. Any other like significant Macy fans? Any other significant ones? Um, a few senators and uh, a senator in North Carolina. Um, he didn't get reelected, but Madison Cawthorn, cool, the one in the wheelchair, he's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, he's like famous on in, like famous. on internet personality himself. Yeah. Republican senator, but yeah, or congressman. Sorry, I don't know why I said senator. Um, I'm sure there's some more out there. There are some more out there. I'm sure of it. So I wrote down some DMs okay. after that. Do you have any ready that you'd love to talk about? Someone DM'd me tonight, like an hour ago, uh-huh. asking if I could send him a pair of my socks. And I just wonder if he wants them used or clean. 100% used. <laughs> because read that right there. This one? Yep. <laughs> I would pay to smell your sweaty socks. Do you have any for sale? <laughs> what if it's the same guy? <laughs> Just collecting them to sell on eBay. What's the deal with socks? <laughs> Do you want me to read the rest of these? You're more than welcome to read them. Okay, I haven't read these before. This is first look. Here's a bet. If I drop you off in the middle of the woods at night and you can't find your way out before morning, you have to be my girlfriend. Deal or no deal? I mean, don't drop me in the middle of a national forest, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, us girls know our way out of the woods. Yeah, that's kind of silly. Um, Someone said, take my 401k, Maggie. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> Can I take you and Macy out to a steak dinner? Let's just talk about how he invited <laughs> us both out on a date. I love that strategy. Like him and both of us. Yeah, like he can take us both out and figure out from there which one he prefers. I mean, I think that's admirable. I love that. The answer is yeah. I think we should be a two for deal from now on. Yes. Even any eligible bachelors are just really promising. <laughs> <laughs> you can take us both out, pay for our steaks. Heck yeah! I let my worst enemy buy me a nice steak. I would, yeah, yeah. Girls so gotta eat. So you cannot send flowers to our addresses, but you can send like, steak telegrams. <laughs> you can send us coupons to Omar's. We love the beef. We love the beef. <laughs> 
What's it? This old... podcast is not sponsored by Omar's, by the way. It's not. I just love Omar's. But this podcast is sponsored by Kent Cartridge, so. I love shooting Kent. And I'm, I'm unsponsored, so <laughs> I mean. She's unsponsored. Just a, just a true fan. They're so. just very available in stores as well. They the are. gauge that I shoot, so. What gauge do you shoot? I mean, a 12 and a 20, but I can always find Kent in yeah. stores. Do you like just the fast deal or do you big ball on the bismuth? No, I usually have the fast deal. I like the bismuth. Oh, you do? Yeah, I well, do. I'm not sponsored, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I'll let you shoot some of mine this dark okay, season. Okay, good deal. You'll love it. Good deal. Steadily. I had one more DM. I had someone ask me if they could tie me up and feed me ribs. That is unreal. And at first I was like, ew, that's like gross. And then I thought, wait, <laughs> I like ribs. I mean, that'd be pretty bad. I mean, you're tied up. <laughs> what, if, what if you need a drink of water? And you can't reach it because guess what? Your hands are tied. But that might be the most proficient way to eat ribs because your hands don't get dirty. I do not like how dirty your hands get eating ribs. Mm-hmm. Messy process. It is a messy process. If someone can feed me ribs, I mean, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> you tie me up. You got to give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all the damn. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have, I have millions I could share millions and people that i could expose right now for the crap they've sent me oh gosh just embarrassing stuff so let me ask you this so you should be locked up i have had some (laughs) and it wasn't any like superstars but i have had known people send me uncomfortable things oh heck yeah and you've turned down pro athletes because they don't duck hunt Uh, yeah those are red flags to me the pro athletes and country music singers. Mm. Country music singer could serenade me. Sing you a song or write a song about you. Yeah. But the thing is, I've also had a guy on a date once. Like, okay, first of all, coming up to the date, he bragged on how good of a singer he was, Macy. <laughs> when I tell you, like, he hyped himself up. I'm, I was completely convinced this man was going to be like a, just a wonderful singer. Macy? <laughs> This man gets me in the truck, take me out, and he immediately just like turns on the radio and starts blaring it. Okay, blaring <laughs> it. I cannot carry it in a bucket. I'm embarrassed for him. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> and I can't sing either, but I don't like advertise to guys like, hey, I'm really good. Yeah. Let me sing you a song. Did you just cringe? It was awkward. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should just stop going on dates and these things would stop happening. You know? That's a really good point. <laughs> I almost said maybe we should stop going on dates with men, but the audience the audience is going to take that the wrong way because they already do, and now I regret saying Can that. we acknowledge that for a second? Yes, please acknowledge it. Uh, Macy Watkins is not my girlfriend. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> you wish. But we started posting videos together hunting, you know, last year, mm-hmm. and everybody swore just that we were dating and i was like y'all that's so weird and they would not stop saying it we would politely clarify like no we actually both date guys haha we're just best friends when i tell you that i had hundreds of comments asking that me too rude to just assume and just harass people about that it was kind of harassment you're like my best friend you are my best friend. Are two outdoors women not allowed to be best friends? I mean, I find like my soulmate of a best friend and I can't even do it in peace. We cannot do it in peace. We don't, <laughs> we don't live in peace though. There's no peace. We live in chaos. Straight chaos. Like, More chaos when we're together. Yeah, the world around us is just a school of like, Asian carp and we're in a boat flying through the middle of it and we're just getting slapped in the face. <laughs> I mean, these fish are just jumping in. That's and an accurate visual. That's our that's our life, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a wild ride. It is a wild I'm ride. I'm glad I found you. I'm so glad As a I friend. found you. As <laughs> Macy is my soulmate, but my <laughs> friend soulmate. Mm-hmm. We really are sisters Period. from other misters. Yes, I'm happy we could clear things up. For you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's unreal how we met in January and we have had so much in common. And I'm, I remember telling my dad, I was like, we found each other at the right time. We did. I needed you and you needed me. And God placed each other mm-hmm. in each other's lives for that purpose. I feel like God specifically took things away in our lives, but gave us each other. Got which it. was like a hundred times the blessing. 
Yeah. I mean, literally, the second Macy entered my life, my life changed. Mm-hmm. But she also told me to make that change. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, she was a, a, a amazing, refreshing, big sister perspective. I started, you know, making changes. My mom was like, she's like, this is Macy Watkins. She was like, I don't mm-hmm. know what Macy Watkins has to do with this, but this has to do with Macy Watkins. I can tell. Mm-hmm. And I That's was like, so sweet. Isn't that precious? I love that. Thank you, Shannon. Hey, my mom was I remember cute. when I got home from Arkansas and you sent me a text that said, God sent you to me this weekend because you really needed me. I needed you And I so just bad. thought I was going on a hunting trip. No. You but actually, it turned out to be so much more. You changed my life. Mm-hmm. Maybe you saved my life. Even. Everybody needs godly friends in their lives that can keep them on track and keep them accountable and help just help them get through life. And, you know, also, like, if I wear an outfit that doesn't match, I mean, you're going to let me know. I will tell you for sure. I'll also tell mm-hmm. you, you know, hey, you need to wear this color lipstick. Mm-hmm. I know how to do my lips now because of you and majority of my makeup. Everybody's like thinking I'm fine now. I'm yeah, like, she, Ma- she's been fine, first of all. I have been fine. <laughs> I mean, Maggie taught me how to do my makeup a little better. <laughs> well, it's always been wonderful. But yeah, that was fun. We did that in Knoxville. Yeah. And then we've been, I mean, you've been slaying ever since. What do you expect from Miss Arkansas? Well, this is the Miss America of bass fishing. So <laughs> you've taught me a few things yourself. Heck yeah. We're two peas in a pod. We are, yeah. I mean, we are the tattered and, you know, pantyhose, two sizes too small. Even. We're like, could I do on a stop sign? We are. <laughs> we are like, could I do on a stop sign? You and me, we girl. We didn't trademark that. We should trademark it's that. Too late. That's going to be like our, our t shirts. It's going to be us instead of Sasquatch. Mm hmm. Note to self, call attorney. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the first episode of the Maggie Williams podcast. I would love to thank the wonderful Miss Macy Watkins for being my first guest. Who better to be the first guest? You made this such an enjoyable episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it too, but you can say your salutations, Macy. Where can people find you on the internet? On Instagram, Macy Watkins 14, TikTok, Macy.Watkins. I'm on threads. As Macy Watkins 14, um, Instagram's new Twitter. I love threads. If you want to really know what's happening in my brain, which is a lot, <laughs> go to threads and read all about it. I also love threads. I'm a huge threads girl. Um, Facebook, you know, I'm rocking and rolling on there. It's just my name, Macy Watkins. You're on Facebook? <clears throat> yeah. I did not know that. My Facebook's private. I have a big following on Facebook. I kind of built it up. Other than that, you can find me in the trout streams in Georgia or on the lake. Or in the Duckwoods with Maggie. That's right. Shooting mallards only. Well, that's you. where you can find me. I'm so glad Macy. to be your first guest. I mean, this one's going to go down in history. <laughs> I love you so I love much. You. Proud of you and your, you. your new podcast. And they take another left turn. <laughs> We're going to take off our NASCAR headsets. <laughs> <laughs>